Welcome to the Student Startup Podcast. We develop first-class students for first-class service. Student Startup is the internship for entrepreneurs, not just for future business owners, but for any student who wants to reject childish ways and spend their years as a student interning as an adult. Thank you for being here today. Here's what I know. Most young people, they think like a young person should. They've, they've, they've lived their life and they've had things given to them by mom and dad, but you reach an age where you no longer think like a child, you think like an adult. And here's the big difference. The way adults think is they think about how can I contribute and produce something for others, whereas children, they're thinking about me, 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 me. And you know what? Unfortunately, there's some adults who think like children, but the cool thing is there's young people in this room who might be 12, 13, 14 years old, and they're thinking like adults. And here's the big secret. This is one of my favorite Bible verses in, in the whole book. Jesus is quoted in the, in the book of Acts, and he says, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And when I was growing up, I always, I thought of that verse in terms of like charity. I thought, all right, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Therefore, I should like go on missions trips and help little old ladies walk across the street and do all of these things that I'm, I'm giving. But when I was about your age, young, young men and young women, I discovered a different meaning of it's more blessed to give than to receive. I mowed my first lawn for my neighbor and she paid me $20. I was like, whoa, that's amazing, $20. And I noticed there that yes, giving is charity, but also giving happens through enterprise. Giving happens through business. And here's what's cool. In a business, you give to them and they give back to you. It's a win-win. That sweet neighbor of mine would have rather had her lawn mowed and I would have rather had her $20 and it was a super cool win-win exchange. All right. So since then, uh, some things have happened in my life. I've got my sweet wife and daughter here in the back. But in eighth grade, I started a formal lawn mowing business. Ran that through high school and college. I ran track at Wichita State, went to business school. And then I started working for a little company called Coke Industries. We don't do soft drinks or hard drugs. It's not that Coke, but we make just about everything else. And I've been there for close to 15 years now. And I want to share a little article that was in the Wichita Business Journal. They were talking about Coke Industries summer internship program, which I had the privilege of managing a little later on. And I want to draw attention to this first line here. They, I don't know what Mr. Heck was doing here, but he's, I think he was looking for a good hook on this line. And, and in the article, that starts off with this guy, Joe's intern, intern at a big company. He used to spend his summers mowing lawns. And I don't think that was just an interesting hook. I think that was actually the reason. That was the start of my professional career. And this can be the start of your professional careers as well. All right. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And one of the primary ways you can be a giver is through your business. When you're 12, 13, 14 years old, not a whole lot of businesses you can start, but lawn mowing is one where you have an unfair built-in advantage as a young person. And we'll get to that here in just a little bit. So since then, uh, my wife and I and a few others, we started a nonprofit called Student Startup. And we've helped over 100 students start their first business. These students have earned serious money. They've earned more than half a million dollars in sales, but it's not about money. Money is a signal that you made somebody's life better. All right, they said, wow, thank you for doing that. Here's some money. And I'm gonna call you back and do it again. It's this signal of value creation between you and your customers. 100 students, more than half a million dollars in sales by those students. 
I shared my story briefly. I'm going to share another story here quickly. It's another guy who's much more famous and much more successful. A little guy named Dave Ramsey. You may have, you may have heard of him. I want you. I'm going to show just the first minute of this video, and then we're going to go into a few, to a few tips on how you can grow your lawn mowing business as a student. Does that sound all right? All right. Let's let's watch this video. things start with a pretty simple story. Ramses are workers. I've worked feels like my whole life and I've never complained about it. I'm not whining about it. I mean, but I, I remember when I was 12 years old, I came in and I asked my dad, I was going to ride my bicycle. I used to ride my bike down to the local Quicksack. It was about a, about a mile down the road from us. And came in and asked my dad for some money to get an icy at the Quicksack. And uh, he says, you know, how old are you? And I said, well, your son, I'm 12, you know these things. And he said, well, that means you need a job. You don't need money. Because that's where money comes from. I'm like, well, he said, what could you do to earn some money? And I said, well, some of my buddies are cutting grass. I guess I could cut grass. And he went, good, get in the car. So true story, he took me down on Nolensville Road in the Woodbine area there in old Nashville to a print shop. And uh, the old-fashioned print shop that used to do letterheads and business cards, they printed up 500 business cards that said Dave's Lawns. And when we got home, he said, you're going to knock on the closest 50 doors in the neighborhood. And you ask them if you can have the opportunity to provide their lawn care needs. And I did it. And it worked. I got 27 yards to cut at 12 years old. I learned customer service and I learned keeping your word. And, and I remember having all kinds of little businesses all the way through school. I made leather, little leather bracelets that you would stamp people's names on and paint them in and sell them on the, out there hawking them by the lockers. And I've just always worked. And, and so when I graduated from high school at 18 years old, I sat for and passed my real estate exam. So... The whole video is fantastic, but I want to pull a few principles from what happened here. Did you see how seriously Dave Ramsey took his business? Could I have the opportunity to provide your lawn care needs? All right, he took it super serious, which you need to. Young people, you're competing against adults in this business. Back when Dave Ramsey was mowing lawns, it was only kids who were doing it. And then all the adults figured out how much money there was in it. Now, I remember when I was in high school, I was competing against one of my teachers. My track coach saw how much money I was making mowing lawns, and he's like, man, he ended up quitting his teaching job and doing lawn mowing full-time. There was so much money in it, all right? So you got to take it serious. But here's, here's the cool thing. Do you have a built-in advantage as a student? Because people like hiring young people. It's just they would rather, we've done a lot of market research, and over 80% of homeowners, if everything was equal, prefer to hire students. It's an amazing thing, but most of them are not getting a student for a couple of reasons, which we'll touch on. Second thing I want to pull in here is Dave Ramsey is a serial entrepreneur, him and Captain Crunch, serial entrepreneur. He started his lawn mowing business, and then he started selling products, then he got into real estate, and then he got into book writing and selling books, and he's a speaker and all these different things. And the data shows that most successful entrepreneurs who make it big, which by the way, everybody on the Forbes list, almost all of them are entrepreneurs. You got to own something to create wealth in America. 
almost all successful entrepreneurs, they make it big somewhere around their seventh business. All right, so here's what I want you to catch a vision for. Lawn mowing is your first business, not your last business. Now, the green industry is a great place to have a career, but you want to upskill. You want to get into sprinklers and irrigation and landscaping and all this stuff. Nothing wrong with the green industry, but lawn mowing is the starter business as you continue to scale up. And a lot of our students have been lawn mowing and then real estate and then engineering and all sorts of different stuff. I think you guys can do the same thing. So let's go ahead and get in here to, to a few little pro tips. I've got my sweet daughter here, and she likes to get to work. She says, I want to help. Dad, I want to get to work. And so let's get to work on a little bit of how to actually grow your lawn mowing business. So through our experience over the last decade or so, we've realized there are three big things that you need to grow your business. Here's how you are successful. One, you got to have customers. Two, you got to have coaching. And three, you got to have capital. All right, those are the three ways that you grow your business. I want to start with the customer piece, because guess what? If you have no customer, you have no business. The first thing you've got to do is get your first customer. It's an amazing thing. We worked with some students two weeks ago, 12 and 13-year-old young men. They mowed for old Mrs. Stanfield down the street, and she paid them their first check of $35 to mow lawn. And it was this magical moment. And that was when they started their journey of going from a boy to a man. They're productive. They're creating value. It's an amazing thing. So as you are seeking to grow your business, the first thing you got to commit yourself to is first-class service. It doesn't cost that much more to be first-class. You want to only engage in an industry or a business where you can win. And the reason why, why mowing makes so much sense for students is you can be just as good as the big guys if you take it seriously. And oftentimes, you can be even better. Okay, First-class service, that's a little bit extra. Those are things like, like striping a lawn and edging the driveway and sidewalk and trimming and making sure you're on time, and all those things to be a first-class service provider. The next thing is you want to make sure your, your customer has a first-class experience. It's how they feel. It's what, what it was like. Did you show up on time? Were you polite? Did you say please and thank you and all these things? And then lastly, you need to bring not only your first-class service, your first-class experience for your customer, but you need to present yourself as a first-class student. I see some folks who are looking good. They got, they got a collared shirt on. They're taking it seriously. A lot of people, they, they'll show up and, and mow a lawn, and I'll show you some pictures of this later. I, I did this too. The first thing you've got to do when you're running a business is you need to establish trust. You must establish trust because there's this thing about a homeowner where they want to hire a student, but they don't really trust you because most students are kids. They're looking for the ones who think like adults. And so you got to ask yourself, you write this down, how do I establish trust with my customers? How do I help them believe that I can follow through on my word? So here's what this looks like in practice. Make sure you do good work. Make sure it's on time. Make sure you're friendly. And at the end of the day, make sure you say thank you. Tell them what's happening here. Tell them what's happening beyond your business. Hey, thank you so much for hiring me to mow your lawn. I'm actually saving to go on a mission trip this summer. Hey, thank you so much for letting me mow, mow your lawn. I'm working on saving for my first car. Things like that to say, hey, just thank you so much. That's why homeowners are hiring you in the first place. Do a good job, be on time, and be nice. Now, again, we've helped dozens and dozens of students be successful. Here's the, here's the big one, the big thing students think, is they think their job is pushing a lawnmower across the yard. What your actual job is, is to make sure their lawn looks good. None of our students would show up and mow the front yard and then go home and not mow the backyard. None of you would mow half the yard and then go home. But half the job is showing up on time. Think about this. 
You mow your lawn on Saturday. About five or six days later, it's starting to look a little shaggy. And then boom, you're there the next Saturday to mow it again. But check this out. What if you are two or three days late and you do, you work just as hard and you trim and you bag and you do all these things. You, you work just as hard, but you're three days late. Think about what that got the customer. That customer's lawn didn't look good for three days. That's half of the week. That's 50% less valuable for the customer. You want their lawn to look good. Okay. Doing the work's important, but doing it on time is the most important thing. And that takes some serious responsibility. But I have a feeling that the folks in this room are above average. So you won't have any trouble doing that. All right, let's, let's keep rocking here. So here's the deal. The why breaks the tie if there's a tie. There, you see this in business all over the place. You guys heard of like Tom's Shoes, for example? Tom's Shoes, it's like, a, hey, you buy Tom's Shoes and they give a pair of shoes away. Or like the Girl Scout cookies. There's a cause behind it. But let's talk about Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, they, they, they like helping kids, but the cookies are pretty good too. Tom's shoes, cool. They're giving, a, they're giving a shoe away, but the shoes are also quality shoes. So here's the deal. The why behind your business, it matters, but the why breaks the tie only if there's a tie. All you got to do is be just as good as the other guys, and then being a student and being friendly will break that tie, but you got to be just as good. Let, let me tell you a story. All right, this goes back to trust. This is a little bit outdated, but five years ago or so, the best player in college basketball is a guy named, what's his name? Five, six years ago, Duke University, number one, Zion Williamson. He's the best college basketball player, freshman phenom. It was the biggest game. It was number one Duke versus number two North Carolina. And I don't watch a whole lot of college basketball, but I watched part of this game. And in the first minute of the game, Zion Williamson comes down. He, he jabs right. He goes left. And boom, what happens? His shoe blows out. Guess what brand of shoe he was wearing? Nikes. That's right. And what happened to Nike stock? The value of that business went down by $1 billion in one day. You know why? They lost trust. They lost trust. Trust is a big deal. The most valuable thing that companies have, let's get, I'll give you an example. Apple. The most valuable thing they have is that little logo that says, boom, I'm going to put this on headphones. I'm going to put it on a phone. I'm going to put it on a computer. And you know it's going to be simple and easy to use and it's going to work. It's probably not going to get viruses either. You, as a lawn mowing business owner, you must establish trust. There's a few little ways that we're going to encourage you to do that. Here's a few ways that you can be set up to break the tie. Here's the first one. Write this down. Get insurance for your business, not for the sake of insurance, but for the sake of marketing. Get your little flyers, get your business cards, and put on there, fully insured. You can, do, you can get liability insurance for, for about $80 a year. It's not very expensive. Okay, not very expensive at all. What is that? Five, six bucks a month, something like that. If you're able to put insurance on your flyer, they know, oh, you're taking that seriously. Two, offer some sort of online bill pay. It's another way to professionalize your service. You want to make it easy for your customers to give you their money. That's like the number one rule of business. Make it very easy for your customers to give you their money. That's why Amazon does buy now with one click. They want to make it easy for you to give, give you their money. You can see a few other things here. Professional equipment. Make sure you have a trimmer and an edger and a blower. It's not that expensive. We'll talk later about how to optimize your cost with your business. Make sure you do quality. Here's another big one. It's how you appear. You guys ever heard of don't judge a book by its cover? It's a great principle for life. It's a terrible principle for business. Because the reality is the way human beings work, 
We are judging books by their cover all the time. All the time. Let's go back to Apple. Have you guys ever opened something that, that comes from Apple? I usually buy my, my products used, so I don't always get this experience. As Toby Mac says, it fits like a glove in that tiny little white box, right? You unwrap it and you say, wow, this is like a masterpiece. They spent more money on the box than I spent on a, on a shirt, man. This is, this is serious business. But it's the appearance that makes you say, oh, I can trust that. Same thing, you're walking down the cereal aisle. They're not handing out taste testers. You're looking at the box and you're like, ooh, that looks like really good cereal. I think I'm going to go for that. So what can you do to apply that principle in your business? Well, you can get blue polos online for like 10 bucks. And if you show up on a sales call with a, a business card and a blue polo, that's going to build that, that trust in a big way. A solid handshake, all of those little things, they don't cost a whole lot, but they can help your business in a big way. And then if you want to uh, go big, you can get your license for all of these things here. But here's what's cool too. You can actually advertise that and subcontract it to somebody else. So you can advertise professional services and call up the fertilizer company in your, in your area. So we partner with Ryan Lawn and Tree Care. So we're able to honor our flyers to advertise, you know, full service lawn care. And they call us and we're able to make a quick referral. And so we're making sure the customer is taken care of. And I say we, our independent business owners, high school kids, middle school kids, are making sure the customer is taken care of through a partner. All right, so here's what not to do. This was me back in high school. Who would hire this guy? You know, you know who would hire me? My family members. That's it. That's it. And I, I learned a few things and I got some more customers later on. But I'm sitting here with my, with my aunt. I mean, we look like thugs. Look at the holes in the jeans and the bandanas. Like, look at this guy. This is my best friend. He's a pastor now. You do not want your, your parishioners to see that. So you don't want that. What you want is something a little bit more like this. So here's, here's the, the flyer template we, we, we use. And all this stuff is available for free through our nonprofit. Here to help you guys out. Professional picture. Um, a little bit about Joel, Southeast High School. Here's his phone number. He's got insurance. He's got online bill pay. He's, he's been certified through this nonprofit organization. All of this is for the goal of building trust. Trust is how you get customers. Trust and convenience is how you get customers. Now, I want to fly through this pretty quickly. Let's talk about operations a little bit. So you guys ever heard like, oh, integrity is such an important principle in business. Anybody heard that? Integrity is important, and it is. But integrity is different than just not lying to people. My guess is we've got principled people in this room. You're not just going to go lie to people. That, that's, that's, first of all, it's a sin. Um, it's a big deal. But integrity in business is more than just being honest. It's actually delivering on what, you, on what people expect. So, so you build trust. You, you get the sale. And now you have a huge responsibility to execute on that privilege, okay? You want to get repeat customers, all right? So these are just a few tips. I'm going to fly through these pretty quickly, but we've got all of this stuff available through our website. You can get this anytime. It's a gift to you. Here's how this works, okay? First of all, make sure you keep your word. Do what you say you're going to do. If you're going to be there on Saturday, be there on Saturday. Do you need to say that I'm going to be there Saturday at 10.05 a.m.? Probably not. Customers don't really care. If you say I'm going to be there Saturday morning to mow your lawn. That gives you flexibility. Because guess what? You may be mowing four yards on Saturday. If you start at 8 a.m., are you sure you're going to be at the next one by 9? What if it's 9.30? So set appropriate expectations. I'm going to be there Saturday morning to mow your lawn. Or I'm going to be there Saturday afternoon between 12 and 3. That gives you flexibility to make sure you fulfill on what you promise. So keep your word. As you're getting started, make sure you walk the property. All right? You want to leave it better than you found it. Make sure there's no like toys or you know kids. You know? You don't, you don't, and we want to make sure the, the yard's clean as you get there. 
Number three, this is a huge deal. People that have money want their lawn to look good. If you want like good customers, you're looking for customers that have like a sprinkler system. Those yards in Kansas with a sprinkler system are gonna be done every week, most often, okay? The biggest mistake you can make on a nice, thick fescue lawn is to cut it too short. And we've, we've learned this the hard way. And we like to practice on family members. So we have a new student come out, he's gone through his training, all the rest. We, we cut him loose, he's running his business, we're, we're coaching him. And one time they went to a family member of mine and he cut it, he just, he made one simple mistake. He just put the, he put the, the, the mower on the wrong setting. He scalped the yard, it was the middle of June, the lawn died, and guess how much money it took to replace that yard? A thousand dollars. It's a lot of money because you got to oversee. And if you hire somebody, that's like 300 bucks for an oversee. And then you got to fertilize, you got to water. It's literally a thousand dollars to redo a yard. And that's cheap. So make sure you cut it on the right height. Start at the highest and work your way down. All right. If it's in the summer, you want to mow about three and a half to four inches. If it's during the spring, you'll be a little closer to three and a half. If it's a yard that's like Bermuda or it's got a bunch of weeds, cutting it low is great, but just make sure you don't cut it too short. That's, that's a big problem on, on the fescue yards. So trimming and blowing, you guys can see this. Edging, you want the smallest gap possible between you and the sidewalk. But that little thing, that little thing of edging is like a, a picture frame on a beautiful portrait. If you edge, it's not that hard and it adds a lot of value, a lot of value. You can do it with a string trimmer or you can get an actual edger. If you're, gonna, if you're trying to be efficient, edgers are easier. They have a little blade, makes it super easy to edge. Edging with a string tripper where you like put it on its side, that works really well too. It just takes a little bit more practice. But I would recommend the string trimmer option because it's more efficient, lower cost. When you're blowing, blowing is a big deal. You want to go up and over the edge. So you've done all the, all the mowing. Do not blow into the street, okay? Not good. You want the lawn to look pristine and beautiful. So you blow it up and over the edge, back into the yard. And if you see a bunch of clumps, what, what, what should you do? Go back over it again with your mower. Those little things do not take that much time and they add a ton of value. You guys can see these here. I'm gonna um, emphasize this one. Keeping a calendar is a big deal. That's what adults do. If you say you're gonna do something, put it on your calendar. Make sure you're gonna be there. And there's a few things you wanna avoid. When the ground is wet, you guys ever heard don't mow when it rains? That's like sort of true. If the grass is wet though, it's not that big of a deal. If the ground is wet, that's a big deal. Because if the ground is wet, you're gonna, you're gonna have ruts. And again, that's a hard thing to fix. If the ground is wet, that's a problem. The grass is wet, not, not that big of a deal. Don't scalp the lawn, we talked about this. Uh, I could share lots of stories here. I'll just share one more here. You guys know like when you're trimming a, a mailbox, you wanna get up nice and close to it, right? You want every blade of grass cut. What you don't want, you can get up close to a fence or a mailbox. What you don't want to do is get up close to a tree. One of our students just did a great job, and he was very perfectionistic and did all the little details. And boy, howdy, around those trees, there was no grass. Like He, he cut that grass. It looked good. But he did a little small ring around that tree every week. And after about a year, the tree died. It was a really sad story. The, it was a young adult who lived in the home, and his mom had died about a year before, and he actually bought that tree to remember his mom. That was a big deal, it's a big deal. Now, this guy had integrity, this student did, so he actually purchased another tree. It was a, it was a baby tree, so it was you know, 400 bucks or so. We actually split that with him, we said, hey, dude, way to go. We're gonna pitch in the other half to honor your integrity here. But the lesson learned is when you're up against trees, do not touch that tree with your trimmer. 
because that's actually how trees get their nutrients is through the bark of the tree. So stay away from those trees with your trimmer. All right, let, let's keep rocking here. Oh, this is actually a big one. The most dangerous thing you can do when you're mowing is uh, actually heat stroke. Okay, like people die. Like if you don't wear your safety, you should wear safety glasses too. And we'll talk about that later. Safety glasses are a big deal. But if you lose an eye, you're probably not going to die. Okay, but you can literally die from heat stroke. Okay, so make sure you stay hydrated when you're out there working hard. Got it? All right, let's go on to capital. You need customers, but you also need like equipment and things like that to be successful here. So uh, what we recommend is keeping it pretty simple. Push lawnmowers are great. We, we recommend you stay away from self-propelled. Because guess, you guys don't need that. You're young men. You're strong. You can push a lawnmower. And guess what? Self-propelled, they're heavy. So you're trying to lift that self-propelled mower into your van, your minivan, or into your truck. Or we've actually got students who have these bicycle carts that they can pull behind their, their bikes. It's super cool. You want a lightweight lawnmower. Okay, lightweight lawnmower, no self-propelled. A bagger is really nice. You don't use your bagger for, for mowing unless the grass is super tall. You use your bagger for leaf cleanups. Okay, so during the fall and during the spring, you're going to use that bagger to pick up those leaves. So you want to have a bagger, but you won't, you won't use it very often. Here's a big mistake students make is they start with, you know, two or three customers. They get to five or ten, and then they start to get mesmerized by big, fancy, expensive toys called riding lawnmowers. All right? And you can drop some serious change on riding lawnmowers. $15,000 zero-turn mowers, and they're a lot of fun. Here's, here's a story, though. Last year, one of our students, 15 years old, he called me. He's like, hey, coach, it was a great year. Guess what? I made $62,000. He's 15 years old. He made $62,000 with his lawn mowing business. And he said, the, da- the bad news is I spent, I spent $61,000. <laughs> So he worked all year long. He made $62,000 and he spent $61,000. So he did all that work for $1,000. That was a great lesson though. It's not just, and this is where we're going to get into like the business ownership piece. Sales are important. Profitability is more important. So here's the thing. If you want to upgrade from a push mower to a a riding lawnmower, math is your best friend. Don't just buy it because it's cool. That's called a toy. It's not an asset for your business. You buy a business asset, a, a piece of capital, equipment, if it's going to make you more profitable, okay? So, like, for example, it may make sense to do a riding lawnmower if you are mowing, let's say, three days a week. You've got all day Saturday, and maybe you do two half days around your school and church and sports responsibilities. And let's say you're, like, maxed out, and you're doing, like, 15 yards a week, 20 yards a week, and you have no capacity. If buying a riding lawnmower helps you go from 15 yards to 25 yards and it costs you, let's say, $5,000, you do the math and you say, all right, I'm going to earn an extra 10 yards a week, which is about $10,000 a year. Every customer in Kansas is worth about $1,000 a year. 10 more yards is going to get me $10,000. And I'm going to spend $5,000 to earn $10,000. That feels like a win. However, if you're going to get a riding lawnmower uh, because you're like, oh, that'd be easier, and you only go from 15 yards to 18 yards, you're going to earn 3,000 and spend 5,000. That's a bad deal. You guys ever watch Shark Tank? One of the things they ask on Shark Tank is Mr. Wonderful always says, he's like, I want to know how how I'm going to get my money back. All right, so I'm going to give you $100,000 for your business. How do I get my money back? That's the question you should be asking too, because you're not just a worker. 
you're a business owner. And sometimes business owners don't make any money. They work super hard. They don't make any money. If you want to know money, you need to know math. So take your math classes seriously. Oh, something else just, just for fun. You guys like the battery craze with like battery operated stuff? Don't get a battery oper operated lawnmower. They don't have enough power. You're trying to mow all day, okay? However, battery operated trimmers and blowers are awesome. The technology's there. You have plenty of power. It'll last. And you don't have to mix gasoline. It's the best thing ever. So humble recommendation is get yourself a good gas lawnmower and then a battery-operated trimmer and blower. All right, we talked about this already. Doing, doing simple math. The profit formula is what does it make minus what does it take. You guys can do that math. A couple other quick tips for profitability. First thing is route optimization. The key to mowing, this is actually a, just a business principle. Anything you're spending time on that's not making your customer's life better is called waste. So if you go into a manufacturing plant, if you're transporting a car door or an airplane part, and you're transporting it all the way to the other side of the factory, that's inefficiency and that's waste. That Moving it from there to there is not making your customer's life any better. So as a, as a business person, you're like, how do I do efficiently? How do I manufacture this in an efficient way? As a service provider, you should have that same mindset. So raise your hand if you live in Wichita or nearby Wichita. Anybody? Okay. So for example, if you've got two customers in East Wichita, and one customer in West Wichita, that one customer in West Wichita is going to lose you money. It, ju it just is. Because you're going to spend 30 minutes driving there, 30 minutes driving back, you're going to spend $10 on gas. Your time is worth something. So what you must do if you want to be successful is you want to get a bunch of yards very close to each other. And a little shameless plug, that's one of the benefits of our studentmowing.org website and brand is we bring in a bunch of customers and we're able to refer customers like in your neighborhood so that kind of all the students can kind of work together and say, hey, I'm going to kind of focus on this neighborhood. You focus over there. We have students who actually trade yards. Say, hey, I got a customer out there. You've got a customer here. We're going to do a little win-win deal. But here's the lesson. If you want to be profitable, get yards close to each other. I would recommend like two neighborhoods, maybe one right, right by your house. If you've got, let's say, your grandparents' house and they live 15 minutes away, that's fine. But get other yards in their neighborhood. Here's a great way to do that. Again, trust. You mow your grandparents' lawn, you mow your aunt's lawn, you mow your one customer's lawn, and when you're done, you knock on two or three doors nearby. And you say, hey, I just wanted to let you know, we just finished mowing a yard in your neighborhood. If we can ever be of service to you, here's my business card, we'd love to serve you. So what does that do? First of all, it builds trust. Because if their neighbor hired you, you must be okay. They don't need to know it's your grandpa. They don't need to know that. If their neighbor hired you, they can trust you. If you can point and say, hey, we just mowed down the street, another cool way. And some people don't like people knocking on their doors. I don't like people knocking on my doors. But if it's a kid, if it's a student who's like hustling, people like that. So be bold. You've got a, a great service to offer. Give them a business card. would love to serve you. Just do that every week when you mow. Knock on a couple more yards. Second thing here is daily profitability. Uh, we've got some of these spreadsheets and formulas you guys can have access to if that's helpful. Here's the big thing. You want to actually do the math. Am I profitable? Biggest thing people forget is they'll say, okay, well, I earned $40 or let's use it in a month. So I did, I, I've got five yards and I made 200 bucks this week and I made 800 bucks in a month. Cool. 800 bucks. And they'll say, okay, well, what did it take me to make that money? Well, my gas and my, my trimmer string. And then like I had to spend some money on my mower. So let's say I spent 300 bucks on a mower and I'm going to divide that up $30 a month to cover that cost. What people forget to do is calculate their time. 
Here's how you calculate the value of your time. Okay, so you've got materials and labor. You have to factor in labor here. The way you figure out the value of your time is one of two ways. One is, what would I have to pay somebody else to do this? Two is, what could I make doing something else? And so when you're 13, you don't have a whole lot of options. But when you're 16, you might be able to go to McDonald's and get a job making $14 an hour. So let's say that's your alternative. So when you're calculating your profitability, say, all right, I made 800 bucks and I spent 50 bucks on gas and my mileage for my vehicle and my cell phone and my, my flyers and my equipment, blah, 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 and $14 an hour for all of my time. And then at the, when you do the math, you say, did I actually make money? Was I profitable? And here's the deal. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. But either way, you're learning something. You want to know and say, okay, wow, I'm profitable. How do I do more of this? Or you say, ooh, I'm not profitable. How do I sharpen my, my axe a little bit more? How do I raise my prices or decrease my costs? How do I make this machine actually work? If your business isn't profitable, it's a hobby. You need to actually be profitable in your business. Okay, we're talking about profit here. You want to be profitable over the long term. And so if you are out mowing and you're driving your truck around and you're texting and you get in a car wreck, whew, that's not a good business decision. If you're out uh, mowing all day, and we've had students do this, not drinking water, and they get heat stroke, and you're sick all summer, that's not profitable. So here, here's the lesson. Safety is profitable. It may not feel that way, like, oh, well, my, my, I left my glasses back at the house. I'd have to drive 15 minutes to get my glasses and back. It's worth it. It's worth it. So in business, risking money is fine, but risking safety is not fine. This is your starter business. This is about your future. And if you mess up your body, run a lawn mowing business, that's a silly idea. Okay, so you must be safe. Safety glasses, hearing protection, um, read the, the manual on your lawnmower, drink water, don't text and drive, all of those, all of those different things. And I'm going to fly through these a couple, a couple more. So in terms of safety, we've had about 15 students who have gotten equipment stolen from them. And it only happens once. Because once you get one piece of equipment stolen, because like you're mowing the backyard of some rental house and you kept your blower in the truck or the, your bike or whatever. And you come back and it's gone. And you're like, ah, oh, that's the worst. Because again, profitability. Now you got to buy a new blower. You lost money that whole month. If you're an employee, you don't lose money. You get paid no matter what. If you're a business owner, you only get paid if you make money. Okay, so you want to make sure you lock up your equipment. Because again, it only takes once. But just learn from somebody else. You don't have to get your own equipment stolen. All right, learn from somebody else. Lock up your equipment. Or if you don't have a lock, just put the equipment in the backyard. Just don't have it out there. Odds are it's going to get stolen. Uh, we've already talked about protecting other people's property. One thing we've seen a lot is when students are trimming and stuff like that. If there's gravel or if you're like trying to get the weeds out of the driveway, we, we see rocks get kicked up all the time and you break somebody's window and it's like, ah. Or if you have a, a riding lawnmower and you have a side discharge, when you're riding, you want to make sure that side discharge is going away from the house. If you mow the other way, you're mowing this way, and it, it spits into the house. Uh, one of our best guys, he did that, and boom, $700 window. You're like, oh. So here's the lesson. Safety is profitable. So make sure you're being safe with your property, with other people's property, with your safety, and then lastly, others' safety. You can go on YouTube, and this is part of our online training curriculum. Every year, little kids lose their legs and arms because with a lawnmower. So here, so my daughter's three. She's back there. She's the cutest thing ever. You know what little kids do? They follow you around. So if you're mowing and there's a kid in the yard, 
They're going to follow you around and you're like jamming your headphones and you turn around and boom, the kid gets hit by a lawnmower. It's a very serious thing. So don't you ever have a machine going when there's a kid in the yard because they, they want to watch you. They need to watch you from inside. Or if you're mowing and there's people walking down the sidewalk, turn off your lawnmower. That's what a professional does. They turn off your lawnmower, you back up, you let people go, you say, hi, have a nice day. Safety's a big deal. Hopefully I didn't scare anybody here. But safety's a big deal. Hopefully you're just a little scared. Okay, last thing is coaching. Life is too short to make your own mistake. Uh, you see here at the bottom, um, you know, an organization like studentmowing.org, we provide three things. Access to customers, coaching, and capital. If you go to studentmowing.org, you can request service. We're working on a, on a new site where you can actually type in your zip code as a customer and see all the student business owners nearby with their ratings and reviews and pictures. And so if you're looking to hustle and promote your business, that new site's going to be up in the next couple of months. Here's what we provide. Here's what you provide is the fourth C is character. There's, uh, there's two big character qualities. The first one is you need to be hungry. If you're lazy, you're going to have a lazy, lame life. Industriousness, hard work is the key to success. However, oftentimes what happens is people that are really hardworking, they're also kind of a little arrogant because they've worked hard and they've gotten success. And what long-term successful people have is they're not only hungry, but they're also humble, okay? They're so excited and so driven for success that they're willing to humble themselves and learn from others. Those two things have to go together. And young people, you guys listening here? Here's the first way you can show humility is you can listen to your parents. They really do know a lot of good stuff. So as you're looking to grow your business, we provide a lot of business coaching and you can, you can watch our videos and get hooked up with a mentor and all the rest. Your parents are your best mentors. And this is not, I'm not making a moral case here, which would be an easy case to make. You're not God, God's God, and he gave you parents, obey them, it's good for you, it's, it's right. What I'm making here is a business case. If you want to make money and be successful in business, you need to be humble. You need to learn from others, and you'll, you'll be more successful. There are online courses you guys can access. I'm happy to share more about that later. Um, when we think about personal growth, we think about all of these things here. One of the big ones is, Long-term value requires that you keep eternity in view, all right? You do a little finance 101, the time value of money. If you start investing when you're 10, you're going to be a millionaire when you're like 50. It's just the way compound interest works. In the same way, you want to be thinking not just about today, but you want to be thinking five years from now. You want to be thinking 10 years from now. You want to be thinking 50 years from now. And wise entrepreneurs also think 100 years from now And what's going to matter 100 years from now? It's going to be the spiritual investments you've made. Jesus said it best. He said, what does it profit a man, business term, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? That's like mowing lawns all summer and losing money. It's like you labored and you labored and you labored and you lost money. You labored and labored and labored and you lost your soul. That's a terrible idea. But guys, this is the good news, is that spiritual profit's not like regular profit. Regular profit, you got to work hard and earn it and be smart. And spiritual profit is about humility. It is about humbling yourself and saying, I need Jesus. There's a guy out there who worked really hard on my behalf, and I'm going to join his team, and I'm going to repent of my sins. I'm going to trust in Jesus. You get eternal life, and here's, what's, here's the crazy thing that happens. People who are saved by grace, people who meet Jesus, they are what we call zealous for good works. Wow, Jesus worked on my behalf. I've got an inheritance in heaven. I'm one of God's kids. 
boy, I want to go serve my neighbors well. And boy, I want to listen to my parents. And man, I want to steward the money God has given me so I can use it to the best. What we find is that when you learn business principles and apply them to your life, it applies to all of life, most importantly to our own spiritual growth. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up there, guys. There's a bunch of different pitfalls students can fall into. They can own a business that owns them and they're not involved in their church and their family and all the rest. And we, we can get into those now. But I would just encourage you guys, take that value creation mindset, not only in your business, not only with your relationships, but also in your spiritual growth. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up there. What, what questions do you guys have? What, what questions do you have? Yes, sir. Do you recommend like an LLC for the kids or how does that? Yeah, so LLC is, um, uh, there's, there's, there's a conversation here about, about liability. There's two ways to protect yourself against liability. One is a bunch of insurance and two is an LLC. I'm actually, an LLC is cheap insurance. You can get an LLC for about 50 bucks. You can get cheap insurance for about 60 bucks. You put those two things together and you're well protected. And so, yes, I would recommend an LLC. You can get those for about 50 bucks online. Um, and so, yes, that, that'd be a good idea, especially when you start to have more assets. So like when you're 12 and you don't own anything, it's a little less important. When you're 16, you have a car, it becomes a lot more important when you have some equipment. So yes, LLC is a good idea. Good, good one. Other questions? Other questions? I'm going to share one last thing here. One of the students in our program uh, actually got, got into this before we did. But there's a program in, in Wichita, it's actually all over the country, where you can actually get brand new mowing equipment by serving your, your community. If you do 50 yards for free for the elderly, and we've got this program at local churches throughout Wichita, you mow 50 yards for free, you get brand new mowing equipment. And so it's called Raising Men. You can go to, you can go to studentmowing.org and learn more. You mow 50 yards for free for those in need, you get brand new mowing equipment. It's a cool, cool little deal. Well, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. If you guys would like to stay after and uh, ask questions, please do. Again, our websites are myfirstsale.com. That's the place where you can run any business. Studentmowing.org is where you can run your mowing business. So thankful for you guys' attention. I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks, guys.